Hey, welcome back to Clear Talk. On this episode, I'm gonna go into my secret to creating unlimited content for my social media without putting in hours and hours of work, how to start a business with no money in my personal story of how I did that and grew to six figures. And lastly, how to handle people's opinions of you. And I'm a little spiritual on this one, so I think you're gonna like it. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Clear Talk. My name is Armin Shafi. I'm your host. This is the number one show for entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurs, (laughs) entrepreneurs who need clarity in their business, in their life. This is not Fog Talk. This is Clear Talk. So if you have questions, I'm going to answer them. I'm going to give you some perspective, okay? I want to help out. Look, you're building your business right now. You're going through whatever the world is going through right now. You have a life you got to still manage. You got a business you want to grow. You got clients you want to help. You got dreams you want to fulfill. And my goal is to sit here for an hour every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time or catch the playlist on YouTube um, for me to be able to answer questions that you guys have about how you can go ahead and doing those things. So uh, I'm excited uh, mostly because I think I've professionally passed the threshold of quarantine hair. Um, and so for that, I, it's a huge milestone uh, because I've never had my hair this uh, <laughs> this uh, crazy before. Um, so, but here we are. This is my Corona hair. Okay. What are we at? Like three, what are we at? Like two months now? It's only been two months. And uh, my hair looks like this, which is uh, epic. And by the way, Upton, big shout out to Upton. I got to give him a shout out every single time because he always makes the setup so nice. The background looks great. The color looks great. You guys, uh, if anyone told you anything is easy, that's good. They lied. Okay. It's not. Everything is hard. I made a post on Facebook. I made a post on Facebook uh, just the other day and I said, stop waiting for things to get easy to do something. Just realize and accept that it's hard. Everything good is hard in the beginning and just go do it. Then it becomes easy, by the way. When you accept things are hard, it becomes very, very easy. So everyone to Instagram, what's going on? Say, hey, let me know if you're there. If you have questions, you can post it, I think, on Instagram. We have a Q&A thing. What is this thing right here? I'm going to click it, see what that is. Okay, cool. I'm not sure what that is, but um, welcome to Instagram. Let me know if you have questions here. I'll, I'll make sure I answer them. We already have questions on askarmin.com that we got to answer on Facebook. What's up, everyone? What's it? Periscope, Facebook. What else is there? Twitch. Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Instagram, use everything. Damn. And YouTube, what's going on, everyone? Look, if you're watching this right now, I need you to hit that subscribe button. If you like content, that's going to help you grow your business. And there's no sales or marketing and stuff in this. Literally just me sitting down for an hour and answering questions for you. I want you to click that subscribe button right now. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, what I want you to do is I want you to hit that share button, okay? It's a share challenge right now. Real quick, take 10 seconds, hit that share button so that we can get this show in this episode and this message out to more people, okay? Because people need to get some clear talk in their life. So hit that share button right now on Facebook. Share it to someone that needs to see this. Share it as a private message to them. Share it on your page if you can. Share it to a group if you have a group of entrepreneurs that can benefit from this. And on Instagram, send this to someone right now so that they know what's going on. What's up, Raz? What's up, brother? Um, And on YouTube, share the button as well. Hit that share button. Share it to something. Share it to Twitter or something like that, you know, so that people can see this exists. If people don't know there is a solution out there, they might not know how to fix the problem ever, okay? And lastly, um, if you have questions, okay, if you have questions, here's what I want you to do. During or after the show, I want you to go to askarmin.com and 
go and post your question there. When we get your question on AskArmin.com, we're going to ask you for your, uh, your name, your email, and your city so we can shout you out. And then we're going to take a question. I'm going to shout you out live on screen right here in the show, live every Monday at 12 p.m. And I'm going to Eastern time and I'm going to answer your question. You're going to, we're going to send you some people because they're going to be watching. They're going to go check you out. And also we're going to give you a shout out and answer your question as well. So that, that'd be a cool experience. If you even get live on the show, get on the show as well. I can talk to you through the comments, which will be pretty epic. Um, so make sure you go to askarman.com to get your questions answered, uh, post it there. And then I'll, on the next show, I'll be able to answer them. If you have questions during the show, you can literally just ask in the comments and I will do that. So Instagram is on fire right now. We've got a lot of people saying, Hey, what's up? Oh, Pedro says, along <laughs> all the way from Brazil, my man. What's up, brother? Uh, and Facebook, man. It, look, Facebook, if, you ha- if you're here right now, wait a comment. I'm here. I'm present so that I know you're here. I have my eyes on both of you guys here right now for everyone joining us right now. Welcome. Welcome. This is going to be a great show. I have a feeling. I got a feeling that tonight's going to, this show's going to be a good show. All right, let's do it. Um, any updates? Damn. I feel like every week so much happens. I forget. Like it's like a whole new life happens between the last show and this show. Um, and so I don't know if I can remember it all. A lot of things happening. A lot of things are happening. Anything? Yeah. Mother's day. Happy mother's day to everyone yesterday. Um, even the ones who aren't mothers, happy mother's day to you in advance. Um, but yeah, happy mother's day. We spent time with our family. We are playing charades in my family. And it's funny because, you know, what we do as Persians is uh, nobody really knows like westernized things like movies and stuff to play charades with. So what we do is we play charades acting out swear words. I'm not even kidding. Notice the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Here's the thing. In, in Persian, okay, in Farsi, swear words are like like bad words are like actual combinations of things. For example, I'll make a funny one. One of them is like pedar sag. You know what that is? Literally dog father. I'm not even kidding. Pedar is father. Sag is dog. So one of the swear words is we say like pedar sag. I don't even know why that's a swear word, but it's a swear word. So it's it translation directly is you dog father. Now, <laughs> they wrote it down on the paper. I thought they spelled godfather wrong, but it was dog father. And then what we did is like we got to act it out so that the person knows what we're talking about so they can guess it, right? So we're like looking at our dog. My aunt has a dog. We're like, and we're looking at one of our uncles, like, he's a dad, dad father, you know, and they're like, pin that sack. <laughs> so funny. That's like a clean swear word. There's some bad swear words, and um, it's funny. Anyways, don't ask me about the, uh, yeah, someone said dog father, yeah. <laughs> we got Persians right now on, uh, <laughs> we got Persians on Instagram understanding what I'm talking about. Anyway, so we had a fun time. Weekend was blessed. It was, uh, was a bless up. <laughs> I can't do slang. All right. We're about what? We're about like how many minutes in now? Seven minutes. Or seven minutes in. Any other updates? Damn. Uh, Big things that happen? I think I think they're, open they're opening up stuff now. Yeah. The world is slowly. When are the barber shops opening up? That's that's really the <laughs> crucial. I think those are going to be last. That was our last. They got the priorities all messed up. They got all the priorities. You know what I was telling my brother the other day? I'm like, you know what's crazy? I'm like, um, until coronavirus hit and quarantine hit, no man realized the importance of a haircut. No, I'm serious. Like, you got people doing anything to just get a haircut. 
like with themselves, you know, Optin got his own haircut, pretty much just, you know, like everything's short around his head. I'm opening up my, bar my barbershop next Yeah, he's a, everyone became a barber last minute. Why? Because they realized it's so important. I'm like, there is, you know, this quarantine brought out things that were so like taken for granted. It was like underrated. You wouldn't even think it's a big deal until you realize you can't have it. Until you realize you can't get a haircut, now you realize how much you need haircuts. Like, how much you feel weird without haircuts. Now I go back to this. Imagine back in the times, in medieval times, when there weren't barbers. There really weren't barbers. Like, you can't go to get a haircut. No one cared. Everyone just had really long hair. They had big beards. They had really, you know, for men, they had really long hair. They tied it. You know, the women, they didn't have to worry really much. But um, how did they live? I'm just saying the women didn't have to get haircuts. But we still have to do our hair. Yeah, I know. But you can't go like to nail salon and get like pedicure, Medicare, yeah, Medicare, Medicare. Yeah, I know. It's sad. In medieval times, you can't do that. They didn't care. It's I know. Right? It's just like their hair. and like It was different. I'm saying for men, the grooming of men yes. were like everyone was just like how we are now. Like I like this. You know, I'm in, in jungle. You know? And it's like that was normal to them, which is insane to me. Um, because like the clean feeling is so much better. Okay. So everything's opening up, I believe. I think things are going to be better. It's going to get good. Everything's getting good, guys. Everything's going good. We got questions, right? We do. We got some people here uh, saying, I learned how to trim my head and it's back. Good job, man. You get literally YouTube, how to cut your own hair. Probably the hottest topic right now. We got people that aren't barbers teaching people how to cut their own hair. Just like we have people who are not personal trainers teaching people how to work out at home. Just like we got people who are not chefs teaching people how to cook at home. Got a lot of new expertise and new experts in the field. We got people here right now. Barbershops will be down. Yeah. So people look like each other. Yeah. Because we're about to learn how to cut them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe barbershops got a business. You cut your own hair now. Like, I, I genuinely don't need to go to a gym anymore. I just go because I want to. But I am working out in my comfort of my own home very, like, like really well. Yeah. So, anyways. You got questions, Jay? We do, yes. You ready? Let's get into some. What, what time are we at? 12.17. Oh, actually? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How, how long have I been in the show? 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Boom. Let's do a great 10-minute introduction. Question. Let's get into the first question. Do you republish content for your business, or is it only good the first time around? Ooh, that's a good question. All right, let's talk about social media real quick. You know what's ironic? I literally just republished a post I made like a year ago um, just because it was so good, and it got heat again. So yes, I do republish content. Um, not It's not like a thing. I do have new content. So just so you guys understand, there's a strategy behind uh, my social media and I only now create a really good strategy. Like before I just kind of did random stuff, which never works. Uh, now there's a system. Like I do something called, like you want to look up this word and want, let me save your life. Okay, if you're doing social media and you want to do better, look up the term so uh, content repurposing content repurposing okay if you look up content repurposing your life will be like you'll actually build a real business with social media um because it's the essence of like where i do this show right here this show this clear talk show turns into a dozen different social media content okay dozen like this turns into emails posts videos blogs um uh it's gonna be a book we're gonna do that later um what else does it turn into it turns into oh instagram stories like everything, okay? So content repurposing, the secret to creating great content, I'm just gonna give it to you like, I'm gonna give it to you on a silver platter right now, okay? Is this, make one source of media, once a week or whatever, like on a repetitive basis, and take that and repurpose that content all over the place. 
Um, that's how the the big players do it. Okay, and I and I actually stumbled across this by accident. Literally hired a few social media strategists, and I was like, they're doing work for me. And then I realized what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, this is this is easy. You could, I I just need the people to do it. You can literally outsource this on Fiverr if you wanted to. Take like one show, one podcast, one whatever it is, and turn it into content all over the place. And I literally get more social media content out than anyone else that's personally doing their own content. And I don't do any work other than this show. That's what's crazy to me. I just do this show and we have like a dozen pieces of content hitting the, I have like 30 pieces of content coming out throughout the next seven days after this show. So this is the kind of stuff we teach our students in our, in our online program. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the way. So do I republish content? Yes. If it's good. And here's the other reason why it's okay to republish content, because in the future, you're going to have more followers that are new. So um, now, you know, for example, the amount of people that know me now on my Facebook, like I just added another like 50 friends or whatever. I have so many, I have such a long list of requests. Um, And I like actually go through it. And if I see like some random person in like, you know, other side of the world with like no friends, like Arabic writing in your name, I decline. I just, I don't know how we're going to be friends. So. I don't think you'll understand my content, nor will I know who you are. So it's a big, big problem. So I, I decline a lot of people actually, but I, I accept people that look like we have similar interests or like the real person, you know, um, I definitely decline the, the girl ones that look, the ones that look unrealistically like attractive. And then there's like a tongue symbol in their description of their name. That's not a real person. Don't accept those people. Listen to me, guys. They're not real. Don't accept those. Block them. Don't just not accept. Block. Those are catfish accounts. I didn't know that. So, for some reason, I got a lot of those at one point. I don't know why. It's another story for another day. Point is, I actually accept selectively who I want on my friends list. So, now let's say I have new people on my friends list. Okay, Like right now on Facebook, you could be watching this and you don't know who I am until yesterday because I accepted you. Right. So if I re say something or I reuse something or I repost something, it's new to you, not new to me, but it's new to you. So, yeah, I just posted a post like the other day and it was still got heat. Um, shout out to uh, Brent. <laughs> Brent. <laughs> I laugh so hard. Brent, uh, I think Brent Hackett, um, you come if you're watching this, bro, he commented on one of my posts. He's like, fam, your quotes are tattoos. <laughs> Good. It was so good. And then I reposted a, a post from last year. He's like, another one. <laughs> Legit one of my biggest fans. I love you so much, Brad. Keep commenting, bro. So yeah, do you republish content? Yes, I do. Not often. I 80 to 90% of my content is brand new every single week because I have a source of content being created every single week that gets repurposed. So content repurposing is the key. You need to learn that term and actually execute it. Um, and the secondary to that is I republish things cause I have new followers. So when I have new followers and new people watching my stuff, they'll be, it'll be new to them. So yeah, like, you know, probably six months down the road, I'll probably reuse something or whatever, an episode that I said on an episode earlier in the show then, and that's not a big deal to me. Cool. To answer your question. Who was that by the way? Anonymous. Oh, okay. Guys, don't put anonymous, put your name and handle so that, you know, we can chat you out. But then again, you don't have to. All right. What's the next question? How do I start my business with no money? Like every other person, because everyone starts a business with no money. No, I'm, I'm being honest. Like you, technically, you never have a budget to start a business. You just start it and then make the budget. Because um, even if you had money to start a business, it probably came from something else that you started a business on. There's a rare scenario where 
you have enough money because of a job or something that wasn't a business to start a new business. So everyone who starts a new business for the first time usually doesn't have money. Just so you know, let me comfort you a little. Nine out of 10 people that start businesses start broke. Let me say that again. Nine out of 10 people that start businesses start broke. Nobody starts with money. The only people that start with money is because they built another business from being broke and then made money and they start a new business from the money they made from the last business. Um, And if you're super, super, super disciplined, then maybe you have savings from other things that's not businesses and you have the money to start. But if you're starting a business with no money, simple, you get money. You make money. There's only two ways to make money. Make sales or look get, get like credit, get money. Um, but then the real question is like, are you are you afraid of risk? Because that's a risk. When I started, I had no money. Let me let me paint you a picture. I started a seminar business, a, a coaching business, because it turned into a seminar. I started a life coaching business at 20. 20, teaching people how to live life. Come to your mystic Armin. I'm gonna show you what life's about at 20 years old, because I knew so much. I knew nothing. But what I did know is specific information, specific education that I obsessively learned on how to produce one simple result. You know what that simple result was? What I knew I could help people with that was not unrealistic or BS because I'm not like a 20-year-old trying to teach you how to live life. I can't teach you anything other than the things I know how to do because I've done it. And this was an ageless thing I learned, which is emotional management. What I mean by that is I knew specifically, obsessively I learned and studied how to change how I feel at any given moment so that if I'm dealing with something that's hard, I know how to change it. Because I knew how to change it from learning how to use my mind and my body in a certain way, I built a business showing people how to change how they feel. And for that, I had customers on all scales. I had fathers, I had moms, I had elderly people, I had young people, it didn't matter who they were. And they had the ability to still learn from me um, because managing your emotions is not an age learned thing. It's just you learn it. It doesn't matter what age. Like a 12 year old could be taught this and still have better emotional management than you. So I started a business with zero money. Let me let me paint you a picture. I was renting an office, sharing an office with other people. So I, I wasn't even paying full for it. And I didn't have the money to even book a room, um, like a real seminar room. So I booked a boardroom for my seminar, which was like dirt cheap. So I had zero money. And then my family like helped out. Like I had friends and family like volunteer their help to put on the event for me, okay? And for coaching, that was the event. Imagine coaching. I went out and made money. Here's how. First, I went out and delivered service. This is the steps. I'm giving the answers right now. Guys, pay attention to this. If How do you start a business with no money? First, make sure you're good at whatever you're building a business around because you wanna like make sure you service your clients. Right, you ready for this? Go out and offer free service first. This is my first answer. First step, go out and offer free service. Go the extra mile, do more. So I went out, okay, check this out. I started learning this stuff. I wanted to build a business around coaching people on emotions. This is all I wanted to do. It was like my dream, okay? Still is my dream, I still do it. I just have so many more skill sets on it. So I started, I go, well, I can't charge anyone for money because I don't know what the hell I'm doing yet. I also don't know where to find the clients. I don't have a real business. I have nothing. So what can I do? Let me just go help a bunch of people out. Literally how I started. I went to random meetups. You know what I did? First ever client I ever had in the history of my coaching business was my barber. I'm getting my haircut, okay? Back in the good old days. I'm getting my haircut, okay? Check this out. I'm sitting down, I'm talking to my barber, okay? Shout out to Mustafa, if he's listening or watching. So I'm I'm listening to his his problems. He's like, yeah, I'm having this issue. I have this bad habit I wanna get rid of. I'm like, well, why do you do this? And he goes, I feel unmotivated all the time. I go, well, let me help out. I'm like, for free. Like, I'm learning something. Let me just help you out for free. I spent three hours with the guy after my haircut. 
and I did all my techniques on him and stuff I was learning, he ended after those three hours. He's like, man, I feel great. And he literally stayed. It was like 10 o'clock at night. He stayed till one in the morning, cleaned up his entire shop, got all of his stuff together that he was procrastinating on. And the next day he quit some bad habits that he had. And he hit me up. He's like, bro, I feel great. I'm like, awesome. I didn't ask him for money. I just gained experience first. See, I started a business. My business already started. I just haven't made money yet. Check this out. And no, that costed no money, eh? I was got, giving free service. And check this out. Next person, I go to a Toastmasters meeting. A free Toastmasters. There's three free Toastmasters meetings, right? I go to one of them, okay? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I go there and I'm just sitting there and nothing's happening, right? Um, and it's really cool. It's fun. And at the end of it, there's networking. So I started networking with these people and they said, what do you do? And I literally would change up what I did every time because I, I wasn't clear like who I was, what I did, nothing. So I'm like, I'm a this coach. I'm doing this thing. And I run across one woman. I'm talking to her, okay? I think her name is Kim. Yeah. And I, and she, I'm like, so like, what are you doing? And she started expressing these problems she was having in her marriage. Okay, check this out. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm not a marriage counselor, nor am I married. So I don't know. But I do know I can help a person manage their emotions. And if they can manage their emotions better, then their marriage could become better. So I'm like, I looked at her, I said, look, usually I charge for coaching sessions. However, I want to give you a, uh, a free uh, session and see if I can help out. She goes, why would you do that? I'm like, well, it's okay. Well, look, I'm learning some things. I, I've helped some people out, me and my barber. Um, and uh, <laughs> let me help you out. So she goes, okay. She comes to my office, right? And uh, I spent four hours with this lady. Four hours. Why, guys? That was worth my time because I was gaining experience and building my business. No money yet. I haven't spent any money. I haven't made any money. Watch. Pay attention, okay? This is how you start any idea. I start helping her out. It was really hard because, you know, I was new to this. So I didn't really know how to help her out. I was doing things. I was trying things out, okay? And around the end, she felt really good. And I go, why don't we continue this? She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, come back. I won't charge you. I just want to help you. I want to make sure you get the result because I didn't really help her out in the first session. She goes, you don't need to do that. I said, don't worry about it. I'm offering my help. So she comes back. We spend another three hours together. And I help her break through. And she broke through emotionally. She goes, oh my God, I know what my problem was. And she came to this place. She's like, I'm going to do all these new things now. She decided to go backpacking. I don't know if she broke up with her husband or not. I don't know what she did, but I know she felt amazingly empowered walking out. And I checked this out. On the way out, she looked at me and she goes, I need to pay you. I go, no, 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 don't pay me. Don't worry about it. It was a free coaching. Like, I don't, I don't want anything. She goes, no, stop. Like, you spend so much time with me. I feel bad. Like, you've actually helped me. I want to give you some money. She pulls out $115. And gives it to me. And I remember I'm looking at this cash like, guys, $115 at that time when my rent was like 500 bucks for my office and I had no money coming in and I had no idea how to make money. That was a lot of money. That was one fourth of my expenses a month. And that was a lot of money. So I took this $115 and I'm like, are you sure? She goes, yeah. And I gave her a hug and I said, thank you. And I put her in my pocket and I walked her out and she left. And I remember sitting there like, wow. I just made $115. The amount of money was a lot to me at the time, but this principle of it was what matters more. All I did was go the extra mile and I gave service before being paid. And this person felt compelled to pay me for this. I remember the feeling I had. I sat there and I thought to myself, if I can make money helping someone literally through conversations and exercises like I just did, my life would be great. If I could just make a full-time living off this. So I continued. The next client I got didn't pay me anything, but I spent four hours with her and I helped her break through. 
the fourth time, the, the, the fourth client I got was after my first ever free event. Because after the three coaching clients I got, I put on my own first free event for seven hours, 10 o'clock to five o'clock. A bunch of people came out, like 40 or 50 people come out for free because I just networked and I got people to come. Like, you want to come out to my event? And I got people to come. I got a lot of help as well. After this seminar, I had two people come to me and want my help in coaching. And guess how much I charged because I actually made $115 in those four hours. I'm like, well, that means it's worth the money now because someone got a result and was willing to pay me. The market determined that I'm ready to get paid. That's some serious integrity. I didn't go, I just, I'm worth the money. I'm, no, I went out and earned it. And then I started charging $300 for a session. Now, a session was three hours. So I was getting 100 bucks an hour. Now, for a lot of people that go to school, that's a lot of money. I think like, what profession makes $100 an hour? Doctor, surgeon. Doctor, surgeon. Great, I didn't go to school. So, and uh, for free, I started making $100 an hour. So I would close. I closed two clients at 300 bucks per session. I hope you guys are following me because this is me starting a whole business from scratch with no money and no income in the beginning. And watch this. First person that comes out, she was a CEO of a startup. I helped her out with emotions. I, I made her do some exercises. She felt amazing, got up after the three hours and she pulled out a check for $300, gave it to me. And I remember getting it. And I'm like, pleasure doing business. Shook her hand, walks out. I remember saved it. I'm like, this is twice the amount of, more than twice the amount of money the last person. This one was a real sale. This is my first ever sale for a coaching client. And I looked at the money. I'm like, I just made $300. This is so much money to me back then. I'm like, I just made $300 for spending a couple hours with someone and enjoying my time and making them feel incredible. Wow. What a great business. And I'm like, I just want to keep doing this. And I got another client and another client and another client. And I realized eventually I'm like, 300 bucks is not enough. Why? Because these people were walking out with like their lives changed. I'm like, I'm good at this stuff. So I raised it to $500. Guys, now I started making two, three grand a month just from a business that had zero income and zero investment. Now I'm just talking about my specific business, which is coaching. Other businesses, I get it. To maybe start up a business where you need material, you might have to pay for equipment stuff. Go get a loan. Don't be afraid of risk. Go get a loan, go borrow the money and start. And just make sure you commit to yourself that you will not stop until you start earning more money and paying back that loan or whatever it is. That's how every business starts, with money first. With like a loan, if you need it. But there's a lot of businesses you could start depending on what they are for free. And you can start making money like I did. Um, and that grew. Like I started doing seminars. I'm like, I don't want to just see someone one-to-one. -one. I'd rather charge 100 bucks a ticket and get 100 people in a room because that's 10 grand. But I only spend one or two days with them instead of spending three hours of my time for 300 bucks with one person. I'm like, my impact will increase. My message will increase. My income goes up. My time and investment goes down. This is a good business now. There's something called profit margin before behind, between these two things. That grew into seminar business where I've sold, you know, multiple six figures now in just a weekend sometimes. But this business all started from one place. So my answer to this question, which is how do you start a business with no money? What a great question. Here's my great answer. You start by delivering service for free first until the market feels and shows you evidence. Your results shows your what you're doing is worth money because that's an integrable way of doing it. Meaning you produce results and they go, thank you so much. You have real testimonials to show. Then you start charging. And voila, you start making money from a business with no investment first by delivering service first and making money for helping people first. So service first, serve first, income will come, trust me. Only though if you intentionally turn to income, if you're afraid of asking for money, there's a whole nother conversation. I wasn't afraid of asking for money, but I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to be charging for what I do, that it's good and it's worth it.
How did I do that? I went out and I delivered it for free first. And by the way, this is the model that's worked for businesses forever. You always give things for free first to see if people are interested, then charge them money to give them the bigger thing or the, you know, whatever, more things. So that's my, that's my answer to the question. I hope that was a sufficient answer. Um, Jennifer says, Dennis Wong. Oh, she's tagging people. Love you, Jen. Thank you so much. Everyone that's on Facebook right now, say, hey, what's up? Comment right now. Say, what's going on? Hit that share button so that other people can get some of this dose of clear talk. Everyone on Instagram, love you so much. Thanks for being on here. Let me know if you're here. Say hey on Instagram. Maybe wave, put some emojis, hit that tap. Tap that like button. Tap that care button. Tap that wow button. Tap that heart button. Where is it? This heart button on Facebook so I know you're there and and everywhere else, you know, all the other weird social media sites that I'm on right now. (sighs) And YouTube, if you're enjoying this, hit that subscribe button so that we can get your questions answered. Um, But loving it, man, for everyone who's on right now too. Cool. So what's the next question? Just got a question from Instagram. Nice. Have you got any resources for your publishings or are you doing them using your own experience? And that's from English underscore with underscore Sasha on Instagram. So what's the question is, have you got any resources for your publishings or are you doing them using your own experience? What does that mean? Resources, publishings. Or are you doing them using your own experience? Have you got any resources for your publishing? What do publishings mean? My content? Maybe your content. Maybe your content. Um, English with Sasha. Sasha, um, ask me differently and I'll know how to answer. I, I don't know how to answer that. And another question was, how old are you now? Old enough. Let's go. Next question. I'm kidding. <laughs> old enough, guys. I'm 24. I just turned 24 in March. So I'm a 96 baby. So I'm a 96. Turn a six upside down. Still 96. It'd be 69, baby, eh? That's well, we'll weird. Let, I just realized that's weird. That's a little weird. <laughs> we'll let Sasha clarify her question and move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we are looking at a prolonged shutdown due to yeah. COVID-19, how do we recognize new business opportunities? Ask, uh, uh, say it again. I want to make sure the audience heard. If we are looking at a prolonged shutdown due to COVID-19, how do we recognize new business opportunities? Mm. Online. That's it. If we're in a, if we're in a lockdown... You got to do something virtually. You have to look at opportunities online. Affiliate marketing, online marketing, uh, businesses, network marketing, that's could be done virtually. Selling info products, selling coaching, consulting, teaching businesses, selling courses, anything online is the way to go. You should be learning how to run ads, how to build funnels, how to build websites, how to code, how to create virtual products. You got to be learning all these things right now. Now is the best time because everyone is there. Their attention is on that place of business. Uh, traditional businesses are not running technically right now. So it's not a good time to start that or look at it. It's just not a good time. It's not, my opinion isn't it's a bad business. I'm just saying given the circumstances, it's a bad time to learn that now. Um, I, like I'll give you an example. Over the weekend, I spent majority of my time learning about advertising, like Facebook advertising. Whereas I, before I used to uh, hire it out, um, I'm just deciding to learn it. And because I have time, I learned Facebook ads. So I ran my own ads and I'm running my own ads right now. And it was really cool. And learning this stuff helps me grow my business more. So my answer to that is that. We also got Jennifer right now saying, shared already on my page. Thanks, Jen, for sharing it. When uh, to serve on Facebook Live on your page, YouTube channel, which is better. Uh, I think we have a question here. I'm going to put that up on the screen. When to serve on Facebook Live on your page or, or where to serve it, YouTube, which is better. There's no better. Everything in social media is just, literally perspective. I mean, if you have a following, did I take your fire? Is that why? Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's great. Look at that. <laughs> Woo! Look at her face and everything. Look how nice it looks on screen. Instagram, you're missing out on Facebook. 
on Facebook, we got like Jennifer's name really nicely put. Jennifer, great question. Um, yeah, so when and where, so so there's no, on social media, guys, there's no right or wrong way to do it, just do it. Like the wrong way to do it is doing nothing. The right way to do it is doing as much as you can. Um, and just so you start out. But Facebook Live is good. I'm also on Instagram Live right now. I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on Twitch. Twitch, Twitch neck pain. I'm coding, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, on knee pain on Twitch. Hesitate. I'm on uh, procrastination. I just feel like Twitch is such a weird name for social media. Uh, anyways, um, there's no wrong way of doing it. Just do it. Um, but I will tell you, my experience has been Facebook Live is the best in my experience. I don't know if anything else is better because I only have thrived on Facebook Lives. That's why I still do Facebook Live. Um, and I still go for Facebook Live just gives you the most engagement interaction in my experience where people can talk to you and it's just better. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming Instagram Live is also growing really fast and it's because Facebook owns it, so they know what they're doing. So that's my answer to your question, Jen. Jennifer Wong. Okay, what's the next question? In your honest opinion, do you believe it's a great idea to tap into the dark energy that we may or may not have from our past and use it in such a way that drives us to success? Oh, no. For example, oh, no. a close friend once told me I'll never amount to anything. That's not a close friend. That is not your close friend. Okay. Close friends don't say you don't amount to anything. And oh no, we're bringing up woo-woo talk. Woo. Guys, if you, by the way, let me tell you something. I'm not a not woo-woo person. I'm actually kind of weird. Like I'm spiritual. Okay. I'm super spiritual. Like I believe in some stuff. If I explain to you how I think about God and life, uh, you might be a little shocked because I, I seem perceivably on the outside, I seem very like business, capitalist, like entrepreneur, like, you know, masculine, but I'm inside, I'm very like weird, like spiritual. So when I say woo-woo, I just want you to know, I kind of relate to it. Cause I, like in the beginning of my journey, before I started my businesses, I was the guy meditating in the middle of a grass field, thinking about money because I thought I would attract the money into my life and it would just show up one day somewhere. Okay. I was that guy. So I'm coming from an ex-hippie. Like that was, I was genuinely a hippie. Legitimately, like I had long hair. You remember those days? I had a, I had a beanie sack hat. Believe it or not, a sack hat. And super long hair. And uh, I literally would watch like spirit science. Was that what it's called? Do you remember those? Oh my God. I'd watch hours of YouTube videos on spiritual stuff and, uh, conspiracies okay this was me and i'm like i'm gonna be rich i'm gonna meditate this into my life so let me tell you when i when i say my opinion about this my perspective um it's coming from a, a credible source because i used to be this so let, let's be let's get clear on something okay can you prove this past life concept no you cannot prove it you cannot prove there was any past life thing. Now, I, I have friends, actually very close friends to me that believe in this. Here's my response. I have no idea how to talk any of my past life. Here's the reason why. I have no idea where that came, came from, nor how that's real, nor how that matters, and how it's anything of this. Now, some people watching are like, no, it's real, it's real. But here's the thing, and this is, this is why I wanna get clear with you. What are you basing that on? Your feeling? It has to be true. This person, I paid him $200 an hour and he explained to me this thing I had and it makes so much sense. Here's the problem, guys. When you go to someone seeking for some, what are they called when they, 
prophecy or no um you know when they prophesy like here's how you are they give you like a fortune Charity? yeah they give you like fortune a yeah but when you when you go to something like okay let me give an example if i go to a psychic to know my future i am literally telling my own subconscious mind no matter what they say i'm probably going to believe it like what i'm saying is if you walk into um a scenario where you want to learn things you're it's inaccurate information because you're biasly walking in wanting to know something hoping it's going to be real so you're going to obviously be like of course that makes sense i was a beaver in my past life that's why i'm damned all the time i'm that was a really cheesy joke my point is you're going in like i knew i was a, a prince in my past life because i'm always like this but here's the thing guys you're going in hoping that you get some crazy reading that's going to make you feel like you're, you know, like it, it makes sense now. That's why I'm this way. Or, 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 I was a seal in my past life. Or, or you just are this way today because of your actions up until now. That's, a, that's I mean, if we're going to consider options, I can, I can actually physically measure my actual past in this life to know how it led me to here. Or you're the way you are because your parents raised you that way, because your environment raises you that way, because the events that happened to you during your childhood made you this way. I mean, I don't know. Now, is there spiritual backing? I don't know. All I know is this. When I think of spiritual, I think there is something greater. Okay? And without this greater thing, you can't have faith. And without a goal in life, you can't connect with this thing because you're not made to be purposeless and useless. So only when you create use for yourself and in your life do you connect to this greater thing than you. And that thing helps you get that thing. I'm making it super like simplified. That bigger thing helps you get whatever you want in life. And that becomes a, an experience of life, an experience called life. And then you enjoy it. And the people that really succeed in life, the successful people, they have figured out how to get what they want in life without you know violating people's rights. And the people who don't succeed don't know how to get what they want. That's it. It's pretty simple. So when you go into questions about like, do you think our past life controls this? I don't know. I, I really don't care. And by the way, I've done this. I think my past life, I was like a dad. <gasps> wow. That's so go figure. You know, I was a dad in my past life. Wow. I was a politician in my past life, apparently. No, I'm serious. I, I did. A, I did a reading. I, by the way, I hired a really credible person too. Like they got recommended by everyone to me and I paid some good money. Cause I'm like, let me, let me see if I can talk to my dad. Like I'm, I was in for a day, you know, for like a moment. I'm like, let me try this out. Cause I have complete control over my mind. So it doesn't matter. No one's going to be like, you're going to get this in your life. Your, your future is now screwed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks for your opinion. Bye. Like, I don't care, but understand this. In one episode, we talked about never accepting compliments. Why? Because when you accept, when you open your mind to want compliments from people, you also open your mind to taking criticism from people. And now you're vulnerable either way. In the same sense, when you go to a psychic fortune teller, tarot card readings, uh, how many people are there? Past life experts. When you go to them, when you're open to hearing good stuff about you and your future and your past and all these things that happen, just understand the moment they drop one bad thing, you're screwed. Like your whole day's ruined, your whole life's ruined because you think that's real. You believe in becoming spiritually inclined, like in yourself, like that journey of growing within, the inside growth, spiritualism, connection to God, whatever you want to call it, only starts when you have a clear purpose in your life. If you do not know what you want out of your life, there is zero chance. I think I talked about this in one. I'm like, it's impossible 
to connect to anything greater than you because your own mind has not been given the motive to even want to do that. Now, to answer the question, which is, my friend said, uh, read it one more time because I, I know what the question is. I just want to answer this. I actually have a good answer to this. Yeah, so... Someone asked me a question like this in my Instagram DMs. It's similar. In your honest opinion, do you believe it's a great idea to tap into the dark energy that we may or may not have from our past and use it in such a way that drives us to success? Yeah. So a close friend, for example, said you'll never amount to anything. He, this person's saying, is it okay for me to get pissed off at my friend and get motivated and go prove him wrong? Okay, so let me answer that on a no. No, the wrong thing to do is to even consider his opinion. I had someone Instagram DM me the other day they watch my stuff and they're like, hey, man, how do you handle like um, feedback, like criticism? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, no, he asked me. Mm. He came to me. He's like, hey, man, how do I, how do I, how do you know when to be serious and when to be funny? This is what he asked me. How do you know when to be serious and when to be funny? Okay. On Instagram, if you're watching, you know who you are. And he goes, because I realize I'm really funny. But then a friend, a close friend of mine, a close friend of mine said to me the other day that I, I don't take anything seriously. So my life, I might have bad things happen to me in life because I don't have things, I don't take things seriously. Everything's a joke. And I, my first response, I'm like, who's your friend? I didn't answer this question. Look at how I approach this. And this is how you need to approach things with yourself. I didn't even consider the opinion of the friend before I realized who the friend is. I'm like, let me vet this person. Okay, because my mentor that I really respect and you know I'm learning from says that it's different. Who's this person? I'm like, who's your friend? He goes, oh, it's a very close friend of mine. I'm like, yeah. Um, does he have all the things you want in your life? I'm like, is he living the life that you want to live? Is he the person you want to become like? He goes, absolutely not. I go, so why are you even considering his opinion? And he goes, I guess you're right, but. I guess you're right, but is there a perfect time? Like, when is the right time to be funny? He's still going with it, eh? And I'm like, no, you're asking the wrong question, man. The very fact that you're asking me the question is the problem because you have allowed his opinion to actually matter right now. And it is straying you off what matters. Mike, do not let someone walk straight into your bedroom and take a piss on your bed and walk out. It is none of his business how you are. The only people you should be listening to are the people that have what you want, been where you've been, or can take you where you want to go. End of story. Do not even consider someone's opinion who is not one of those things. Consider their opinion to do something on. You can listen to people's opinions. That's fine. People have lots of opinions about me and my business. That's fine. But who I choose to listen to is selective. So I'm like, don't even ask me that question, bro. I told him, I'm like, don't even ask me the question because that in and of itself is the problem because it shows that you still don't get that it doesn't matter what he said to you. And honestly, I would reconsider if he's a close friend or not. Now, I didn't know context, by the way. So that's why I didn't say like your friend's not a friend because I'm like, what if the guy's a nice guy and like this guy's actually, you know, I don't know. I don't know the context, but I do know this. If this guy is so worried about it that he's messaging me about help, <laughs> then he's got this all wrong. He's allowed anyone to walk in and give an opinion to him and let him go sideways. Like, oh, am I doing the right thing now? Am I too funny? Am I too... Th I'm like, do whatever you want to do. And then here's what I said. He's like, oh man. I'm like, what do you want? He goes, I want to be funny. I go, great. So do I need to answer your question or do you know the answer? He goes, no, I know the answer. I'm like, good. 
So my answer to you is this, tapping into the dark energy. First of all, I already answered the dark energy stuff. Okay, we got that out of the way. Um, just don't go down there unless you want to lose your life. Okay, you want to lose like grasp of your life and like actual discipline in your mind. Uh, don't do that. So let's get that out of the way. Your friend told you you're not going to amount to anything. Uh, cut the friend off. Uh, don't ever talk to him again. Block him on everything because it's a waste of your time. Um, and then don't ever consider someone's opinion of you or suggestion to you unless they are one of those three things. Been where you've been, have what you want, or can take you where you want to go. And uh, ultimately, I learned this a long time ago, and it stuck with me till now. If you're willing to accept someone's opinion of you, be willing to accept their lifestyle. If you're willing to accept someone's opinion of you, be willing to accept their lifestyle and who they are. The only opinion that should matter about you and about your life and about your business is yourselves. It's the most important opinion. It doesn't matter if 99 out of 100 people tell you you're a terrible person or you're doing the wrong thing. If you feel right, that one-off, that's what's more important. Because at the end of the day, those 99 people are not going to be paying your bills for you. They're not going to raise your family for you. They're not going to help your parents out for you. They're not going to be there for you when you're alone. They're not going to be there when it gets hard, when it gets tough. They won't be at your aid or to listen to you. They won't be selfless and care about you when you need it. Only one person can be that person for you. It's yourself. And so in that essence, your own opinion of you is the most important. No one else's. What you think of yourself constructs your confidence, your image, self-image, your esteem, your self-esteem, constructs your faith in your ability, your belief in yourself, and constructs the power and the motivation inside of you to do things, your opinion of you. In fact, if you want proof of this, look at any situation where someone in a family is totally given up, totally depressed, maybe even an addict of things. The whole family is telling them they're better than they are, but that person doesn't believe it because there's their one opinion of themselves that they're not is more valuable than everybody around them telling them they are. So your opinion of you is the most important. Make sure that opinion is a great one and make sure it's real and genuine. And the opposite is true too. When you got people around people that are arrogant, obnoxious, terrible in life, and they think they're right all the time. I'm right. But everyone around him is trying to tell them like, hey, like, you know, you're really hurting us. You're hurting our feelings. You know, this, the side effects of your personality is doing this. And that's genuine feedback. And this person doesn't listen. Well, they're right and unhappy. It's a beautiful mix of both. You got to be able to hear people's opinions. Like, yeah, yeah, they're all around. There's 8 billion of us in this world. You can't dodge people's opinions. They're going to come at you at one point or another. You can reduce how much you hear, by the way. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to assess things properly and ultimately at the end of everything, take your own opinion. Take your own opinion. Just because majority of people are taking the right path and you're taking the left doesn't mean the right path's right. It just means more people are wrong. Just because 99 people jump off a bridge and think it's a smart idea and they die doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It just means 99 people are crazy. Just because most people do something or think something or be something or whatever it is, doesn't make it right. Which just ends with, make sure you listen to your own opinion at the end of everything. You want a happy life? Build a connection with yourself so strong, nobody can break it. You can only do that if you have a goal in life. When we talk about self-love, it's not about doing yoga or meditation or eating vegan food. It's not. That's not self-love. 
It can be, but it's not. The most powerful form of self-love is deciding on a purpose in your life to work towards. There's nothing greater. If you truly love a person, what would you do them? What would you do with them? You would give them meaning in your life so that they feel like they have purpose with you. Well, do that to yourself. When you wake up every morning, you know you're working towards a goal because you love yourself so much, you've actually set a goal to work towards because you want your life to be great. And that's the greatest gift you could give yourself. You want to love yourself? You want to do self-love real? For real? Set a goal in your life and work towards it and promise yourself you will actually achieve it and never quit until you get there. I promise you instantly you'll feel such a form of self-confidence in yourself that no one's opinions of you, whether it's that you are too funny or not serious enough or whether that's you're never going to amount to anything ever again, no matter who it is, it won't be worth anything to you because your own opinion of yourself is more important. And for some of the people who think, well, Armin, isn't that ego? Yes. And some ego is absolutely healthy. Because in the beginning of any journey that's less traveled, any road that's less traveled in the beginning of it, more people will criticize you and ridicule you and make, think you're crazy than not. And so a little healthy ego there that you think like you're going to be right no matter what is actually super healthy. And you want to use that. That's my answer to the question. Take a moment of silence for all the opinions that just died. <laughs> We're gathered here today to uh, not cherish all the opinions of people that do not do anything in their own life. Dying to the minds of those who are self-certain, self-confident, and know who they are. Let every opinion of from people that genuinely are Think like losers, like they don't do anything in their life. Let their opinions wither out. You're going to feel so clear on a daily basis. Nothing can stop you. Nothing. So if you're willing to accept someone's opinion of you, be willing to accept their lifestyle. Let that be the lesson. Where are we at with time? We got a comment. <clears throat> Comments. From Jessica. Yeah. A few comments on Facebook. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I'm going to throw them out. So Jessica says, hashtag YODM. Your opinion doesn't matter. Outside opinions don't matter. Natalie Gonzalez, Natalia Gonzalez says, I love that analogy. Sarah Athanasia says, totally agree, Armin. And then we got Jessica again with some fire. One more question? Yeah. That was such a strong end. You know? I know, I know. We got to make an executive decision if we're going to end this. Or... <laughs> that was a powerful way to end, but. What's the next question? Tell me and I'll, and I'll decide. How do you focus on your dream when you're afraid of losing it all? For example, you feel like things are too good to be true. Oh, that's like that a good one? question. You like that one? And that's from our good friend, Cindy Sarez. Okay. Cindy Sarez, the one and only, the mom of beautiful children. The mom of Lauren Sarez. She gave birth to Supergirl. All right. How do you focus on your dreams? Even though? You're afraid of losing it all. Yeah. For example? You feel like things are too good to be true. <clears throat> wow. There's so many like angles to this question that can be answered. Well, let me tell you how you focus on your dreams without fear of losing it all. You get rid of the fear of losing it all. There's no fear. You got nothing to lose. You have a bigger loss to not follow your dreams. 
than to settle where you are. I don't know about you, but I felt like I've gone into like a mystic, <laughs> like a prophet <laughs> state. <laughs> it was the last question that got me into like this state. Like I'm a little shaky right now. My my skin's, I'm serious. There's like sensations in my, I'm a little light. Like I feel like something's inside. <sighs> but let me answer the question. You have more to lose if you don't go towards your dream and make a life that you actually enjoy loving to live than to not go after it and stay where you are. So the illusion is you think you have more to lose if you lose what you have in the journey to get what you want. That's the illusion. That's an illusion. It's not true. You're ga only gaining everything by going towards what you want because there's no other option in your life that should be good for you. It's either you get what you want or you don't. Are you willing to live a life with things you don't want? You're willing to, because you only get one of these lives. I read somewhere, it was beautifully said, I'd rather die standing up than live on my knees. I'd rather die running towards my goals than to live settling in mediocrity and sitting there just accepting what comes at me. This is the definition of an entrepreneur. You cannot be afraid. And if you're going to be, you might as well be afraid to lose your dreams more so than losing what you think you have now. Because technically you have nothing. If you don't have exactly what you want, your dreams are not here yet, you don't have anything. There's a second perspective to this question which is what if you're just trying to push yourself towards a dream that you think you want, but you don't actually want it because you're happy where you are. And that's all because of peer pressure. Everyone's saying, you should have a dream. You should do this. You should do that. And you're like, oh my God, but I'm happy here. But I should, you're right. I should build a business. Well, maybe you don't want to build a business. And in that case, my first answer is relevant. It's just to where you are. You're happy. Your dream's already here. If you're happy, you're happy. What's the problem? But if you're not happy where you are, then do not stop until you achieve your goal. And to answer or respond to, we got a minute, 30 seconds on Instagram. Yeah. To answer and respond to the idea that it seems too good to be true, um, that just means your self-image is not high. Meaning someone's lied to you and made you feel you're smaller than you are sometime in your life growing up. Because to want what you want is always going to be bigger than where you're at. That's what a goal is for. You don't set goals to go exactly where you are. You set goals to go somewhere where you're not. So you work towards it. But to feel like it's too good to be true only shows that you actually lack belief in that idea that you can have that. So I would work on myself if I were you. I would work on myself, not my business, because I don't believe it'll happen. But my original answer, you got to get rid of the fear. There is no fear to working towards your goals. It should excite you. There's no fear. And if you're, well, if you're afraid to lose the car in the midst of jumping into the plane, then maybe the plane isn't right for you. Stay in the car. Stay on the ground. You don't got to fly. You can't be afraid of flying while you're dropping in midair and your God's trying to grow your wings. You either fly or you just wait till you hit the ground and walk. It's not for everybody, but it's for anyone. And this concludes this episode because we're at 30 seconds left. I hope that answered your question. Look, everyone who is on the show right now, love you so much. This is Clear Talk, the number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. I'm your host, Armin Chaffee. Every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, 
you can get on and get your questions answered to get clear on questions that you have in your business. Instagram, I'll see you later. Love you guys so much. Everyone on YouTube, love you so much. Facebook, I love you again as well. Make sure you hit that share button. Subscribe to the channel if you want more content. If you like this, we're gonna give out more to you and on top of the show, more stuff as well. Hit that subscribe button, share this video with someone that needs to hear it and go to askarman.com to ask your questions so I can get you clear on something you need clear in your life as well. Love you guys so much and we'll see you next time on Clear Talk. Yeah. 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 Yeah.